The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host, for the show that defends public health by simplifying and demystifying how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into freedom, a healthy gut, and staying young, this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have the naked gardener. That's right. She's, But she's wearing clothes today. She's not out <laughs> in the garden right now. So, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. Nice to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, it has been a pleasure. We, uh, we just recently met, we were both invited to be on the union of the unwanted podcast and they did an episode on food. So they found me and, um, you know, I talked about all kinds of food stuff and sprouting, but, uh, you're actually outside big time gardener. And, um, before we get into all that and like you literally do garden naked, which I think is awesome. Um, because you know, you think about it, it's such a weird, you know, it's so we're the only creatures that like make stuff and cover our bodies up. Right. right. <laughs> so, and you know, why are we doing this? Well, I could understand as we, you know, moved away from the equator and it started expanding our population into areas that were not as conducive for our thin skin, you know, it got hotter and colder. We were intelligent enough to start, you know, making clothes to keep us warm and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of morphed into something where religions kind of pick it up. And it's almost like they, you know, they shame you. It's almost about being shamed and hiding yourself. And, you know, and it's like, why? Why are we hiding ourselves? You know, I mean, when right. you see a little kid running around naked, everybody thinks it's the cutest thing in that in the world because it's supernatural. But when you get older. If you run around naked, you know, you get locked up. You're a pedophile. You yeah. know, so. Well, no, there's naked beaches and stuff like that. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, why don't you go ahead and just give us um, kind of your backstory? Because I know you had some health issues and that's what kind of led you to getting into gardening. Yeah, well, um, I know that, yes, I did have some health issues in the past and I'll get into that a little bit. Um, That's part of the journey. Um, I actually was in a very toxic relationship, a marriage for nearly 20 years and Um, I was going through a lot of dietary changes throughout that time um, and trying to get myself on a good, um, healthy lifestyle, which um, was a series of uh, eliminating certain things from my diet and just adjusting uh, some things. And I've always gravitated toward more of a holistic, natural lifestyle, uh, specifically even around food and uh, eating more organically and things like that. And so I started to just adjust my health, my diet that way. Um, And of course, I was always really uh, into things like yoga, did yoga for years, meditation, started dabbling into that more. And um, I was still though struggling with my health and battling a lot of different things from, you know, skin issues, uh, eczema, I was... also experiencing body paralysis um, and having a lot of other issues regarding uh, digestive um, health. And and a lot of it actually was stemming from 
chronic stress. Um, mm-hmm. I was again in that toxic relationship. I did not make the connection at the time at all. Um, I was actually, in fact, it's funny because I remember years ago toward the end of my marriage, um, and I had tried to leave the marriage uh, multiple times. It was just that last one, that last time that really stuck. Um, but I remember toward the end of it, he he actually even made a, a joke, a comment to me about um, some of the hives that would appear uh, on my skin uh, toward the end and um, out of nowhere. And he actually said, oh, you know, maybe you're, you're allergic to me. And, um, and I laughed it off, but um, there was something inside of me that just kind of thought, I wonder if that's possible. Um, and of course, you know, the more I learned uh, by going to alternative uh, healing modalities, which I started to explore at that time, I was seeking out um, Chinese medicine um, doctor who was also um, really good at acupuncture. And so I, I started to go to him, um, this little tiny old man, and he was super knowledgeable and um, opened my my entire mind up to the idea of the body, the physical body, having a direct connection to our mental and emotional state, which I, you know, it's like, I kind of knew that from getting into yoga and meditation and the benefits of that. And of course with yoga, that's what it's all about is the whole mind body connection connection. But I, I don't know. It's like there was maybe still a little bit of that disconnect for me uh, with the actual practice of yoga. And I know, of course, in Western culture, yoga is so oftentimes more so seen as like a a uh, physical activity, physical workout more than anything else, especially when you go to things like, you know, hot yoga and, and whatnot. And so um, my initial introduction into yoga was just that, um, a, a way to work out and keep fit. Um, and so when I started to really get into more meditation and things like that, I, I was dabbling with it. I was not consistent with it. And when I saw the acupuncturist and um, started to really learn more about that connection on a deeper level um, and started to really recognize what the effects, long-term effects of chronic stress and PTSD has on your nervous system, um, your physical body. That is what was happening to me. And I had no idea because of course I was scratching my head for the longest time wondering why, why is this happening when I'm eating right I'm eating everything that I should be eating. Ideally, um, I thought maybe is there something in my diet that I'm allergic to? So I even went down that path, wondering maybe it's something I am eating that I'm not supposed to be eating that is, you know, healthy. Um, and then, of course, all the other activity I was doing, um, I, I just wasn't sure what was going on. And so when I finally realized the effects of stress um, and how much of an impact that has on our health. Uh, that really changed a lot for me. And I went through a long healing journey, um, really focused more on the nervous system, soothing the nervous system, learning how to do that for myself, um, learning how to do other activities as well that really benefited me like Qigong, um, more meditation, Kundalini yoga. Uh, so I started to go further down that path with, which actually led me more into the spirituality aspect of it all. And that is also what really helped heal me is becoming more 
in touch with nature and my environment. Um, you know, especially when I was coming out of the divorce, that was a really difficult time for me. And, um, when I was going through the healing journey, that is like the place that made me feel grounded, that made me feel at peace. And I don't know, there's just something about that being able to go outside in nature, even if it, for me at that time, it was nature walks, I would go out into a deeply wooded, you know, trails and I would just hike and do it by myself. And I did that every single day. I loved going out to the um, wooded parks nearby and I would just walk and I would sometimes even just sit, you know, along the path and just take it all in. And I can't even begin to tell you how many times on those walks, I just completely released and just let go of so many tears, just so much. And I think that is what the, the whole connection of nature for me does um, more on the emotional self and the spiritual self is knowing that you can actually show up. Mother Earth doesn't care where you came from, what you look like, doesn't care what you do, you know, there's no judgment, no shame. You can just totally show up as you and just be and take it in. And she wants to meet you there, you know? So it's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just so freaking excited right now because, you know, a couple things. Um, number one, like, you know, we focus a lot on, you know, bringing awareness around you know, gastrointestinal issues and the six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material that most people have are carrying around in their colon, which you need to get that stuff out if you're listening, if you're a new listener, and um, that's new news to you. It's true. The average person is carrying around six to 12 pounds of disease causing garbage in the gut that has to get out. We also like bringing awareness about all the chemical toxins, these microscopic noceum invaders that are weighing you down on a cellular level, getting that crap out. So detox, detox, detox the gut, the blood, all that stuff. We focus on that a lot. Another thing we focus on is nutrition. We do focus on nutrition a lot because 85% of the nutrients are farmed out of the soil, right? But the third component, which is what you brought up today about that relationship and your health, the direct connection that you didn't make the connection, it took you years to figure this out, is that stress is directly connected to the quality of your life and your health, period. I mean, it is so connected. It is, it's right there. It's just as important as detoxing and, and keeping your gut and your cells all cleaned and flooding your body with nutrition on a daily basis. So it's really important for those listening because you get this at a deep level. This is why breath work and meditation and part of the yogic practice, which by the way, if you look at yoga as a hub, the, the physical part is only one spoke coming out of it. There's other, there's many other parts to yoga just, and, but Western societies adopted the one spoke of it's kind of a fitness routine, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it is really good at reducing stress. That's why I got into yoga in the very beginning. I had a very stressful job as a financial advisor. And um, I just knew if I could just get in that hot room 90 minutes later, the rest of my day would be stress-free. It just took me out of that fight or flight mode. So I went there for stress reduction in the beginning. Um, and it's become so much more. 
But anyway, I'm really glad that you brought this up because I really want you, the listeners listening today to really get this in your blood and your bones that stress is a problem. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not affecting you. And you might not even think it's affecting you, but right. you are. So let me put this into context. It, is, it would be crazy if you took somebody 2,000 years ago and you time warped them into the car with you and you're driving 75 miles an hour down a freeway, what would happen to that person? They would probably have a heart attack because it's really unnatural for a human being to be in a car going 75. You know, you're not a cheetah. We're not supposed to move that fast. So just the modern society is really out of touch with nature. Mm -hmm. When you look at, you know, nature has dirt and modern society, we've got concrete asphalt. You know, we walk around on our feet, but now we have, you know, now we've got uh, cars and trains and planes and, you know, all these things that we fly around and all the pollution, all that stuff. We're just, we've gotten away from, from nature. And it seems like your return to nature opened your eyes to, um, that direct connection because you mentioned that when you're going on these nature walks, you were releasing tears. You were doing a, an emotional detox. So crying is freaking awesome. And it's yes. awesome. Okay. It is a big deal because what had happened is, um, is that, and is you had taken all that stress from that relationship and that has actually was still living inside of your cells. It's called the pain body for those that are, you know, been in, you know, reading books on that kind of stuff. So we actually, our cells actually hold and store um, pain, suffering, stress. It's in there. And I've seen this over and over in, you know, in the last 11 years that I've worked with people because we would get people, help them out. They have all these problems, health issues, gut issues, all this stuff. And we would help them out. And they would detox and clean up the gut and clean up the blood. They start flooding with, and they do all this stuff. But they and they got better, but they just couldn't quite heal their gut or they just things weren't working. And every single time there was it was a very high stress environment at home every single time when they couldn't heal. So um, a couple of stories brought to mind. I brought them up before. There was a woman who was married to um, this dude who was kind of like really aggressive and they were sleeping in different rooms. They had a special needs child and plus their own child. And so she had that stress going on there. And that's why she couldn't heal. Another one was a lady who was actually gaining weight and she was a fitness trainer. And her boss said, go get a hold of this dude. That was me and lose some weight because you, you don't fit the model of what we're trying to do here at the gym. He wouldn't let her go into the company photo because she thought she was too overweight. Oh, that's wow. a tough one. That's, that's, that's a hard one for her to wear. Now that's going on at work. And you have to understand as a fitness trainer, you got to come in early, then there's breaks in the middle of the day, and then you got to come back to work, right? So she's like a split shift, 10-year-old daughter who's high-level gymnast that's got to be in super early in the morning, then she's got to pick her up at noon, make her lunch, da -da -da, take her back, and then go back to work. And then she was also had a 19-year-old daughter that was a, a drug addict and uh, dealing with that. And then her dad was like 94 years old. She's taking care of him. Her husband's an alcoholic. They sleep in different bedrooms and her favorite thing was dancing and he danced with her never. Right. So mm -hmm. again, a tremendous amount of stress. Well, no wonder you have health issues. No wonder you're overweight. No wonder you might be manifesting disease in your body because of the stress. So I just wanted to, I usually don't stop and pause this much, but I want to make a big deal about this for the listeners is that 
you really have to. This isn't a luxury. This is a necessity that you have to have tools and strategies. And first, the awareness that you live in a stressful, this modern world is stressful, and you have to have strategies. You have to have lifestyle habits that will daily mitigate that, bring you back to center, open your heart, and, um, and, and, and not let you be crippled by the, it is, it's, it's a stress is disease causing. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's attached to everything. So anyway, I really appreciate you bringing that up. And I just, I'm enjoying the synchronicities of this because I've been thinking of this more and more about getting the message out about stress and how big of a deal it is. And then boop, you come on and I'm just like, Oh, following my highest excitement, got the naked gardener on. Of course, <laughs> she's going to talk about this, you know? So I just really want to uh, honor you for, for sharing that. So, um, real quick, um, so let's go back. So you were in this super stressful relationship. You started going on nature walks. And um, so just was there, was it just, um, was there physical abuse or was it emotional abuse, verbal abuse, or just a lack of paying attention? I mean, what was going on there so people can relate? Yeah, it was uh, mostly the emotional abuse. Um, there wasn't really so much the physical abuse. Um, it was all emotional, uh, you know, control. Um, there was just a lot of, um, lack of attention, you know, things to that nature, all of it. Um, you know, I, I hate, of course, the whole idea of labels, but I know a lot of people, you know, referenced, um, my partner, my former partner as being that of a narcissist. Um, and so it was that kind of di power dynamic that I was dealing with day in, day out. So, um, it was challenging. Um, and, you know, obviously when you're in it, you don't really, recognize it for what it is, you know, I mean, this happens to everyone every day, uh, the dynamics of relationships is, is a huge one. And, you know, it's hard for us to necessarily identify, you know, ourselves as being in a toxic, you know, abusive relationship. Um, because, you know, for myself, and I can, of course, only speak for myself, but I viewed it most days as just being, well, you know, he's having a bad day again, or, you know, he's mm -hmm. maybe a little stressed at work, you know, and I'll just try and keep my distance and keep my mouth shut and not rock the boat. And so there was a lot of that, just not wanting to really um, disrupt you know, the, the state of the, of the house, you know? Um, and so I oftentimes just kind of bit my tongue, didn't really say, um, you know, what I wanted to say most cases. And, and so a lot of that was again, holding back, you know, I was mm -hmm. not, I was not using my voice as much as I should have been, you know, early on in our relationship. I mean, again, we're talking nearly 20 years. So early on in the kids. Yeah. So we have one daughter, just one. And, you know, now she's in college, finishing up her last year of, of college. So um, yeah, just the one child between us. And, um, and even that was, of course, reason enough to try and make it work. And right. I think that's why a lot of people, you know, choose to stay in the relationship is especially when there are children involved, um, because it's difficult, you don't want to think about your child, um, you know, being in a separate, you know, separated uh, household, um, at least for myself, that's not what I wanted. Um, and so, you know, I was raised with my parents being, you know, together, they later yeah. got divorced when I was a young adult, you know, my daughter was a baby at the time. And of course, 
I had no idea, even as a young adult, of all the issues that my parents had 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 uh, and had kept hidden for so long. And I realized some of those same patterns with myself and, you know, the fact that I just, I kept so much hidden. I didn't want to be perceived as someone who was, you know, a willing to deal with that kind of behavior for my partner. Um, it was kind of embarrassing. And, you know, I also didn't want to just have that kind of judgment from other people about it. Um, because I thought, well, you don't really understand what I'm dealing with. And the, the fact that we had so much history together was also a big component of that and not wanting to necessarily let that all go. And so you, you begin to just make a lot of excuses uh, for the behavior. And that's what I did. And, and eventually it just, it caught up to me, obviously. Um, yeah. My body just started to finally say, hello, you need to get the hell out of this, mm -hmm. make some changes. And it, it took that, the physical um, symptoms to show up for me to finally, um, I guess really, uh, realize the change that needed to be made. And, um, and That's I had had tough. enough. Yeah, it That's was, it was tough. And, and when you, again, when you're raised as, you know, by society and our parents, they have no, most of them don't have any skills or tool sets towards this stuff at all. Mm -hmm. So you have to go figure it out for yourself. So the, just the, just that you were able to figure out the connection between the stress and your health is actually quite remarkable because, you know, the, you're not going to get it from Western medicine, you know, they're right. just gonna get, they're, you know, in and out, here's a pill bye. Like, well, I think that not... that's, yeah. Well, and you bring up a good point there because I know for myself, I wasn't raised in that kind of environment at all. My parents, I was raised in a very strict Christian household. Mm -hmm. So my parents were very, um, close-minded to a lot of, you know, the other alternate, what we would call alternative, you know, healing modalities. I, you know, I, I actually pursued things like Reiki, um, energy healing, things like that. I was really, uh, gravitating more towards sound healing, breath work, um, all of these different modality modalities that my parents would have looked down upon, especially Reiki. I became a Reiki practitioner actually yeah. because demons. Yeah. <laughs> my mom said, well, no, that's, that's actually prayer. That's not Reiki. Um, and you're yes. And so, you know, it, and, and again, this is where, where I, I don't like to put too many labels on things because this is where we can actually limit ourselves and our perspective on the world and this earth and our role in it when we put too many labels on things. And so, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, um, you know, when it came down to finding the tools for myself, it really was seeking out those modalities and then also, you know, nature, uh, that was my, my relief as well was, was definitely nature and why I wanted to get back into the garden. Uh, because at that point, when I got, you know, through the divorce, I, again, my daughter was in college and I needed to make a major change as if that one wasn't enough. <laughs> and so I moved, uh, decided to make a big move across country and, and I settled in Arizona. And so I completely started over again in Arizona. And um, I, of course, got remarried since. And um, I have known my current partner for over 15 years. We were friends. 
and uh, things just kind of naturally naturally progressed there. We got married in Arizona, and um, we were there for a couple of years, a little over two years, and decided to move back. And when we were out there, though, it was, of course, very transformative. Um, I continued my healing journey out there, and I really look at it as that. It was definitely an all-out healing journey for myself, and yeah. it was definitely what I needed. It was that change of environment, a complete change. And, um, and out there, we lived right by the mountains, so, of course, I jumped on the mountains every day. Uh, took walks, uh, hikes on the mountains and just got outside in nature as much as I could. And then of course, you know, I really missed the greenery, the trees, the grass. Um, I just missed all of that. I missed gardening and uh, I used to garden um, in the past, but only in some raised beds, uh, a few raised beds. So I never did anything on the scale that I'm doing now. Well, we'll be talking about that. Well, I want to take a break, but I did want to say something, which is, you know, one thing I've learned in my life is that there, you know, freedom is always going to win over love always. And, you know, if you're in a, I want to just want to give people out there listening. If you're in a relationship right now and you feel trapped and that freedom component is gone, it's, you know, you might stay in that relationship for a day, a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years, it's up to you, but eventually, and maybe you just, stick it out. You know, I like, like, like a lot of our parents, like for people, um, I'm, you know, I'm almost 50, but our, our parents, like, it was just like, get married and that's it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's done deal. You don't, you don't, there's no nothing, you know, now it's like 70% of people are getting divorced. So things have changed, but the reality is, is a lot of those old folks would get divorced because they're not happy. Right. A, a lot of people are not happy because they don't, they never learned how to communicate. Like literally that's, that's a communication issues for most of them. So, but I just wanted to give people out there listening. If you feel trapped, that is a sign. There's nothing wrong. You can still love somebody and, you know, but you really should be loving yourself first. And that freedom component is always going to win out. So I just want to give people permission. Like, Hey, if you're not happy in your relationship, it's causing stress. It's screwing up your freaking health period. And aren't you worth it? Aren't you? Absolutely. Creation doesn't make mistakes. You're here for a reason. You, de you deserve to wake up and feel good and have a healthy body and a vibrant body and not have to be littered with disease simply from the relationship that you're choosing. And remember, it's a choice. You chose to get in it. You can choose to work on it with them or you can choose to move on. There's billions and billions of beautiful people out there. And maybe you don't even maybe you're at the point in your life where you don't need a relationship right now. Maybe you just need to get away like you did and Go on a one, two year sabbatical and just be by yourself and, you know, the find yourself type thing or whatever, but, you know, really work on yourself and work on your health, get away from the stress and start putting things into your life that will, uh, you know, release it and reduce it and things like meditation and yoga and nature hikes and this kind of stuff and gardening and getting outside and hanging out with people that love you and that you love them and they're nice to you and they make you feel good. And so that's a good question. When you're around somebody in a relationship, do they lift you up or do they bring you down? It's pretty, pretty clear. Like I remember when I was getting coached, um, we had a litmus test and it was like, would you hire your assistant again? Or would you hire that person on that team member again? If the answer was yes, then do it. But if the answer was no, then they said, go fire them right now. Right now they have to, you know, there's two options. Actually, you can fire them and get rid of them and find somebody else because somebody like that is like a cancer dragging down the entire organization. It works the same in a relationship or a family 
or in a business standpoint, maybe they're just in the wrong role, right? Maybe they would flourish in a different position. Maybe they're just in the wrong position. So maybe your partner needs to be repositioned mentally, you know, and this is where books come in and, and, and you know, even though I don't recommend it a lot because you got to find a good one, it's tough, find, you know, therapists and stuff like that, but get, getting some help and working on yourself, working on the relationship. If you're moving forward in your life and you're doing yoga and stretching and meditation and you're eating greens and doing all these things and your partner's just like, you know, sucking down, you know, 45 ounce T-bone steaks, 24 hours a day, you know, and then you have different religions and stuff like that. These are major red flags, major red flags, because you need to be growing with somebody. You need to be with somebody that wants to have growth as well. Okay, that was a long segment. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into what the naked gardener is doing, and how she got into the garden and what she's doing in the garden. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health. The best part? It is super gentle, and there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with The Naked Gardener, and um, I really appreciate you sharing your, your backstory. Um, I knew that you had um, some health issues. Um, I'm excited that, that you, uh, realized that a lot of your health issues were, were created by stress and you found ways to mitigate that. And, um, cause I can tell you right now, um, you know, for the, most of you guys are listening, but we are recording this visually and I can, and I can see her right now and her skin's really good. And when you said like, yeah, my daughter's in, in college, um, I did what a lot of people do to me because they're like, wait a minute, how old are you? Because they can't believe that I have two boys that are, you know, 22 and 19. How old's your daughter? Uh, she's actually 21. She's 21. Okay. And how, mm -hmm. how old are you? I am uh, 41. 41. Okay. Well, she doesn't look 41 at all, at all. <laughs> she's got amazing skin, clear, beautiful, glowing. And, in you know, that's a testament to the work you put in. And you've literally changed your environment, you know, emotionally, physically, um, everything right? Spiritually. And, um, and it shows because if you start, you know, glowing from the inside, the outside glows. That's right. And then you don't age like everybody else. Like when you're, when you, when you have a good clean environment, you're taking care of yourself. You don't have to deal with all this wheels falling off and health like everybody else. All right. So you, you went through the stressful relationship. You got out of that. You basically moved, took a sabbatical for two years, you healed yourself in Arizona. You met somebody, you guys got married, you moved back to the greenery. So how did this whole naked gardener deal get started? Yeah. So when we moved back from Arizona um, to the Midwest, we, we knew that we wanted to do it differently. And I, I said, you know, let's invest in some land. And that was at the beginning of the pandemic. And I wanted to be closer to family. And um, I know we both did. And my daughter, of course, was out this way. She was, you know, attending college here too. And I just, it just felt 
like it was time. It was time to, to return. Uh, but I knew I wanted to do it much, much differently than I did the prior time that I lived out here. So um, we actually bought a property that was in the middle of the woods, secluded, uh, very private. And when we got on this, you know, on this land, we, there was just something that I could feel within me. And my daughter knew it. She was with me. Uh, I had flown out from Arizona to see it. And actually we were even prepared to buy a different property. Um, and that one fell through. So uh, that day I, I asked my realtor, Hey, you know, this one is just coming on the market. Uh, can we see it? And so we drove there that morning before I had to, to fly back to Arizona. And, um, my daughter and I just, as soon as we were driving down the driveway, uh, which is a very long driveway, it's, uh, you know, about a 750 feet long driveway to the house. And it just sits back very secluded. And we both just looked at each other and, and I said, this is it. And she smiled. She already knew right away too. And so, um, it just felt right. And so we got the property and, um, once we got into it, of course we did some work on the interior a little bit, but right away I got right to work on the, the plans that I wanted to, you know, to do on the outside. And so I had done, uh, in Arizona, a bunch of research on, the type of methods of gardening I wanted to, you know, to do. And a lot of that was around permaculture and developing um, an ecosystem where everything works together. And that was really important to me. So I wanted to actually integrate a lot of permaculture methods into my gardening. And so I pretty much set out here to build a food forest. And so that's what I've been doing. And um, it's been a year, over a year now since we've been on this property. And um, I started the YouTube channel. Actually, it was mainly just to document what we were doing for our own sake to actually look back on and um, see the progress that we've made in so little time. And, um, and then of course I, I thought of the name, the naked gardener, because it encompassed everything that I do, which is, you know, around organic gardening, uh, hence the name, the naked gardener. Yeah. Um, and then also the other component, which of course I feel strongly about, which is, you know, cultivating a deeper relationship with nature. And that involves for me as well getting out, enjoying the sun, feeling the warmth of that sun on your skin, uh, letting the soil touch your skin, the wind move across your body, all of that. So uh, that is something I enjoy. And especially having the luxury of a private secluded homestead out here, uh, that is something that I really enjoy doing. And so the naked gardener was all encompassing of everything that I really stand for. And so that hence the name. Um, and then everything kind of has just developed from there. Um, and every day has just been, you know, a new project in the works. Um, now, of course, I'm actually starting to catch a local bee swarm so I can start beekeeping the natural cool. way. Yeah. So that's a new thing that we're starting. Um, and, uh, growing mushrooms as well out here that we just started our, earlier this year. So there's a lot of new things that have been, uh, coming about here, but it's been great. A lot of fun. So that, um, you know, I can tell you like, um, uh, a girlfriend that I was with a while back, we, um, we were driving down the gorge and it was summer and it was hot. And, um, 
we pulled over by this secluded little area and it was kind of like a little cove and she just decided to get naked and go out into the water. So I'm like, okay, I looked around, I guess there's nobody around here. I mean, I guess boats could come by and, and it was just kind of, even myself knowing all this stuff, I was still kind of a little bit, uh, but I, I got naked. Then when I'm out there, man, it felt so good. Yeah. Like just bare feet in the freaking dirt. I did get bit by a couple bugs, but she didn't. So she thought that was funny that I got bit. She didn't, <laughs> but, um, they got me pretty good actually. But, um, it was so freeing. And then, you know, we did that a couple different times. So we were up in the forest and we just decided we took off the side of the trail and we went over towards, there was, uh, um, like overlooking the coast, like it was a mountain over the ocean. And we found oh, this wow. area that was kind of like tipped kind of an angle. So we were able to like, maybe we just put a bunch of blankets out and we just, we literally were got naked again. And just like, I was taking, she wanted me to take some photos of her some, in nature po photos. And we were just laying around reading books and hanging out and having lunch. And we were there for a few hours and it's just a damn good feeling. I, I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, um, I understand now because, you know, when you think about like the naked beaches, a lot of people are thinking, oh, that's in their back of their mind. That's, that's bad. That's, you know, the devil or whatever. It's mm -hmm. just not good. And how could those people do that? It's blasphemy and all this stuff. And it's like, mm, no, it's actually kind of, uh, it's natural, you know? It's your birthday suit. It's what you're born with. Right. And then it's like, right. But then society starts happening. You're a boy. You wear blue. You're a girl. You wear pink. You're a Christian here. You're a Jew. You do that. And it's just like, no, it's like you're from nature. Right. And um, and getting back to it. So awesome. So you literally go outside. You have this huge garden. And even though you're pretty secluded, you built up some plants and stuff around it to make it even more secluded so that you can just feel safe and comfortable. And you go out there and you're pretty much just naked all day growing food. Right. <laughs> yes, every day. <laughs> no, <laughs> the reality is that absolutely there are some days when I do freely walk outside naked. And then of course, other times when I'm fully clothed. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, like you said, it's being, you feel free when you're out there, uh, in that way. And I don't know, for me, at least it feels that way. It feels like, why wouldn't anyone not want to experience this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think a lot of times uh, in this culture that we're in, it's in society has this, you know, the, there's definitely been an over-sexualization of the human body. And I think that's part of the problem. And uh, people tend to view it as a very perverse thing. Um, I mean, even for myself and my channel, um, I can't begin to tell you, I, you know, I've had things across all the, the entire spectrum. So I, either people say I'm not showing enough or they say I'm showing too much. And, um, and then of course, everything in between. So um, I do, of course, understand that everyone is coming from their own backgrounds, their own upbringings, uh, religious views, uh, values. Um, everyone has their own belief system and um, their own past experiences. And, you know, I know that I've had mine and you would think that with my, of course, um, very hardcore Christian upbringing that I would um, be right along, you know, with those individuals of, I, I can't, I can't show anything, you know, um, but I'm not. And I think for myself, um, you know, I just naturally kind of gravitated always toward that direction. Uh, for me, it was not really a sexual, it's not really a sexual thing. And on top, 
although I say that, and yet there's something else I want to point out is that we are a, by nature, organic beings. So our environment that we are surrounded by the trees, the earth beneath us, it is all part of us. And so being part of that in such a naked way to me is a very sacred and divine act. I don't view it as a perverse thing. No, not however, at all. however, what I also want to point out is that we are also by nature, very sexual beings and that there is nothing wrong with the sexuality and embracing our sexuality and recognizing it for what it is, which is also a sacred and divine act. I mean, that's the act that we create life with and it's a beautiful thing. And I think that there's just been an over sexualization of the human body, uh, specifically the female body. Um, and so I think that that is where a lot of people have uh, their own triggers around, around that. And so, and of course I have no control over what other people are, you know, how they're perceiving it. Um, you know, I know my, my channel, the thumbnails all have, I love creating, I love getting creative. I love taking the photos that I do for my thumbnails on my videos. I love doing, the, you know, video editing, I love all of it. And so the thumbnails uh, always typically show my naked back. And it's amazing how even a naked back coupled with the name, the naked gardener can trigger so much for people. And it really shows you where we're at as a society. Yeah, I was, this is reminding me of a book I read a few times called um, Being in Love by Osho. And he was talking in there about how you know, th there's so much pornography and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. I think the guy that owns Pornhub makes like trillions of dollars. He makes, you know, Bill Gates look like a little, you know, he's like, he's broke. The guy mm -hmm. makes so much money. So, um, but what he said was, is what, what we should do is just allow kids to run around naked until they're about 14. And if we did that, because when they're four, up until that point, they're really not, they're not really interested in sex, right? Until that point in time. But if they did that, then he said that'd probably get rid of 90, 95% of all this pornography and all these weird thoughts and stuff like that, because you would be so used to seeing a naked body of a man or a woman of the opposite sex that it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It wouldn't be mm -hmm. such a big mystery anymore. Cause if just, you know, if kids were running around naked um, until they're 14, that I thought that was actually a, kind of a smart thing to do actually. So yeah, um, definitely. Because what it is, it's such that? a taboo, it's such a taboo thing that it's become and, and it shouldn't be. And I, I do think that if, um, you know, there was more normalcy around the fact that, I mean, we all have human bodies, we all have the physical bodies, <laughs> not one of us are, are without that. So, and they all look very different. We're all very unique. Uh, we all have our different, um, you know, little flaws and perfections, you know, what, mo well, I guess what some people would refer to as flaws and imperfections. I don't view them as such. Um, but these are all the different unique qualities that we have. And it's, it's natural. We all have our natural bodies and why wouldn't we want to celebrate that and, um, and really get out in nature and, and let ourselves really truly feel our environment, become one with our environment because we are one with our environment. 
And I think we've gone so far from that. Um, and of course there are, there's a lot of, I'm sure, you know, agendas out there to try and, you know, further, um, distort our, our natural human body in the way in which it naturally is, um, the organic body. And we're, we're just well, that's happening moving right further now, and further time. away from that. Yeah. That's happening right now, big time where they're going into schools and little kids and, Hey, you know what? My whole thing is like, you want to be or do whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. But if it starts affecting me or I've got to pay for it, I don't want to deal with it. So it's like this whole thing with all these people getting sex changes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, look, if you want to, like, if I wanted to rip my toenail off and put a steel plate there, that's, then I would have to pay for it, right? Because I want to have steel, I want to have steel toenails or something, right? Should you have to pay for that? No, but so if somebody wants a sex change, why do I have to pay for it? I, I think that's like stupid. Like it's, it makes no sense. It's like plastic surgery. Oh, I want to, you know, my ears are too big. I want to make my no ears smaller. I want to make my nose a little bit bigger, or I want to move my eyebrows a little bit. All right, we'll go knock yourself out. You pay for it. I just don't understand why. And then they're pushing it on kids nowadays. Like, again, like Osho said, until they're 14, kids aren't even thinking about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right now, more today, I guess, because of cell phones, it's actually quite alarming. But it's something scary, like seven out of 10 boys that are like 10 are onto porn pornography and four out of 10 girls that are 10 years older are on it because it's just they can just go to their phone and type stuff in and the kids show their kids that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the whole thing is is completely flipped around. Um, we should just all be naked and happy. That's my that's my I declare that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it should be. You know, that's, that's how well, we and it's, born. and it's healthier. I mean, as you know, too, as a health coach, I mean, my God, how important the sun like is for our bodies. Yeah. I mean, it's no different. And it, especially when you start getting into gardening and, and the observations you start to really make when you really connect with your environment is that your natural environment, I should specifically say, um, is that we're no different than you know, what our bodies require is, is oftentimes not even that different from what a plant requires to, to thrive and survive. Yep. And, um, you know, we too need sun, we too need clean air and water, we too need clean soil. I mean, it's all connected. And it's, it's, it sounds so freaking simple, because it is, it is that simple. Mm -hmm. It's just we've yeah. gone so far away from it. It really is. So let's do this. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, I want to kind of get into like what your garden look like and what are you growing and that kind of stuff. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with the Naked Gardener. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I am back with the Naked Gardener. Um, so pleased that you're able to make it on the show today. Um, it's been good. We've been taught. We talked about your backstory. We talked about toxic relationships and stress and how that is directly connected to your health. And you actually had manifested disease from a toxic relationship. You were able to fix that. You moved on. You got a new relationship. 
And um, how is the new relationship, by the way? Oh, it's amazing. It was like night and day difference. I, I actually am really grateful to have someone who's so supportive in every way and is just so kind and giving and unselfish and just so thoughtful and is like that every single day. And it just, the communication we have is very open. It's nice to be able to be free to talk and really communicate more openly with my partner. I mean, you can you actually say what you want. Yes. <laughs> and we have, have like wonderful getting, conversations. Every day. Right. Yeah, no, it's been great. It's wonderful. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. And I just wanted to share that because I knew just by watching you guys interact, I figured you guys had a pretty darn good relationship, but it, it just gives hope to people out there. If somebody's listening right now, or you shared this podcast with somebody that's, uh, you know, dealing with, a, you know, you know, they're in a toxic relationship, but they don't see it. This might be a really good episode to share with them. Just say, check out this naked gardener episode. It's really cool. And they might get something from it. So if, if, if a friend shared this with you, then they really loved and cared about you. They weren't trying to point out something bad, but they just wanted to help you. But that that's really good. So there is hope, right? You can, you started working on yourself and by working on yourself, then you attracted this new person to your life that was very supportive. So that's awesome. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So what's so cool about the naked gardener's garden you got going on over there? What, what are, and tell us about this. Cause I know you weren't like some super gardener. You just kind of no. figured it out on the way. You just, you kind of like me you fire and you start aiming later. Yes, that is so right. I, again, had only had uh, some prior experience with a few raised garden beds. And even before that, it was just flowers. I mean, I, I actually came from the point where I was not able to even keep a house plant alive. It was that bad. Um, I did not view myself as a green thumb, having a green thumb. I um, never viewed myself as, you know, back then as ever gardening or any getting into anything like that. Um, and it wasn't until my former mother-in-law actually, um, she was a huge gardener of herself, but with flowers, specifically flowers. And so she created some flower beds around my home. And I, of course, felt obligated to learn how to care for those and not let them die. Mm -hmm. And so I started to just learn how to properly care for the flowers. And upon doing so, I started to fall in love with that. And then I said, you know, why not vegetables? So I started to grow vegetables in the backyard and, um, and really just did a few raised beds, um, you know, some minor things. I, I killed, of course, some things and the learning uh, because I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, and I just figured things out as I went along. And, um, and then, of course, eventually with each year, it got better and better. And then of course, you know, being away in Arizona, I didn't do any growing of anything out there in the desert. Um, and of course, coming back, uh, that was my goal was to do it and to do it big. Um, so I had very big dreams here and um, just started to tackle it. And um, I know, you know, some people thought I was absolutely crazy. <laughs> it was a lot of work and no doubt this is not for the faint of heart. It is it, it, it can be definitely challenging, um, you know, building a homestead. And, and I know you're going through some of that yourself right now. Um, it takes a lot of work, but, you know, the way I view it though, is, you know, getting out there, it just feels good. And so for me, even though at the end of the day, I could feel physically exhausted by it, I love it. 
And therefore it doesn't really feel like work, real yeah. work. You know, it just feels good uh, to be outside and to be working with your hands and this, you know, the earth and all of that. Um, and then when you finally see the things that you grow become, you know, a, a live mature plant. And you're like, I started that from seed. It's amazing to be part of that process. Um, and the fact that it turns into food that you can enjoy and, and your family can enjoy, um, it's a beautiful thing. So, so well, the yeah, whole pro the, the whole process is basically medicinal. It yes. really is. You're outside, mm -hmm. you're getting sunshine. You're outside, you're getting clean, fresh air, which is much healthier than the air in the house. You're outside, you're actually in the soil, bringing bacteria into your body that boosts your immune system. That's I mean, right. It's just like. And then you have, you know, you're actually in contact with Mother Earth. So you're grounding as well, which is charging your cells and reducing inflammation. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're actually caring for these plants. And that's an emotional boost. That's emotional medicine. You're raising serotonin. I mean, you're getting, you're happy. And then yeah. there's the feeling of accomplishment. And, uh, you know, and, and, then, and then a job well done. And you put, you put some time in. There's that, those are good feelings. And then at the end, you get rewarded by food and then you get to go out and pick this fresh stuff and you get to have a, you know, maybe you make a whatever, an omelet or something. You got a bunch of zucchini chopped in it and stuff that you got from the garden and it's freaking delicious because it was fresh picked, right? Yes, absolutely. And that circle of life is there. You can get kids involved in this stuff, friends, family members, neighbors. Um, I had a guy on my show that I used to do some business with, uh, David Batayoff, and um, I had him on my show because we got chatting and he's like, yeah, me and my brother decided to, to grow this garden. And we actually had so much produce. He's like, we fed 15 families. And I'm like, whoa, dude. I'm like, that sounds like a podcast. So, um, it's, it's back there on my show. If you guys want to look it up, I, I just thought of it off the top of my head. I didn't have it pre pre-planned, but it was like David Batayoff feeding 15 families, on a, oh, here it is. David Batayoff, episode 94, feeding 15 families on a half acre garden. Pretty freaking cool. So they had such an abundance and plethora of all this food that they'd grown. They started sharing it with other people. Then they actually got other people involved taking care of the garden too. So it became this community building thing. Yeah. So cool. There's so many benefits. I mean, just like it's, it's pretty awesome. And then you get to sit around the table. And, and if you all participated in the growth of that food and you're eating it together, there's it's, 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 there's a connection there and it's where we are very tribal and what a more tribal thing to do than to go out and, and grow your own food. Right. Well, and there's something, you know, to knowing where your food came from and that it came from your own backyard is just amazing. And, you know, I think I really, truly feel that we are what we eat and when, and it goes beyond just buying, you know, fresh produce in the store, the grocery store where it's coming, being shipped in from who knows where. Um, but when you can actually eat food that is grown, even right here in your localized environment, it's, it's huge um, and plays directly into your gut microbiome. And I think that that is um, really important as well. And for your health and, and just something else we've gone so far from uh, with the way that uh, food is just mass mass, you know, produced now. And I, 
as far as here, you know, what we have built for ourselves is, you know, of course, not even just the gardens, uh, the massive gardens, but we also started to raise our own chickens. We started to harvest rainwater um, as well. And so I don't use any other water to guard, you know, to water my gardens. Uh, it just comes directly from the rain tanks, rain collection tanks. Um, and I also use that water for our chickens. And, um, and then of course I even, use that water as well and filter it uh, for our own drinking water. Um, so we do have multiple uh, filtration systems in the home. Uh, that was something else that we knew we needed to get done. Um, and so, you know, clean water is very, very important. Um, and, you know, we also have ways to do solar. Yes, we have a few uh -huh. of those in the house. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole house filtration system. And then we also have the Berkey's. Um, so we actually do some double filtration here. And, um, and it's just nice. It's nice to know that, you know, you can have access to all of these, these things and that you built it yourself and that you yeah. created it yourself. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So tell us what's the what's the infrastructure look like for your garden? So we actually uh, have everything because we have a lot of deer. Again, it's in the middle of the woods. So there's a lot of wildlife out here. And um, so we actually have everything mostly kind of fenced in as far as like the main garden. Fence. So we have, it's about 30 by 60 feet. Uh, so it's pretty big. Um, and uh, we have everything in there from, um, you know, fruit trees um, to berry bushes, um, different varieties, um, even elderberry. Um, we have different medicinal herbs. We have a lot of uh, varieties of crop, you know, your usuals like tomatoes, cucumbers, zucchinis. Um, and then we have all of the greens, uh, the brassicas, like your broccolis, your collards, um, and your kales and whatnot. So yeah, there's, there's a big variety of things in the garden this year. And this year I'm expanding my medicinal herbs. Um, you know, I also have, uh, um, some additional beds outside of that main garden, uh, which I kind of view as like our, our mainly our, our kind mm -hmm. of our kitchen garden. And then we have, um, some other beds elsewhere where I also do some other, we have a lot of other fruit trees around the property, some other berry bushes, um, around the property, and we have, um, more medicinal herbs growing as well. Oh, that's awesome. And so yeah. are you, are you doing raised beds and, and vines and, you know, are you scaling, are you going vertical too? Um, not so much vertical. Luckily here, uh, we have, um, about, it's about four acres, nearly four acres. So we can spread out. You got um, yeah. So I don't necessarily need to go vertical. Um, I enjoy just kind of letting nature do its thing and just kind of spread out here because we have the space to do that. Um, you know, I, I know I don't really have any raised beds anymore. Um, that's something that I don't really necessarily have the need for, um, but I know that that's a great way to garden. I know some people who definitely have a lot of acreage and they still do prefer a lot of raised beds as well. So that there are some benefits to those, um, but I, I actually just you know go directly into the ground. Um, and of course, uh, the main focus for me is just getting the soil right because well let's you know, let's talk about that because yeah. i want to focus as we wrap up on permaculture mm -hmm. so just for the listeners that aren't familiar with that give them the definition of permaculture and then let's talk about why it's so awesome and why you why you're doing it 
Yeah. So with perma permaculture, you're creating a design where everything can become like that of an ecosystem where it all works together. Everything is working together and you usually create that structure in your gardens through a series of different layers. And so you have your canopy layers, like your trees, you have your bushes, you have uh, your, you know, your bushes and shrubs, you have um, your other layers as well, even down to ground cover. Um, and so everything is working together and mimicking that of nature. Like, is you know, even now today, I went out to uh, the nearby trails in the woods and I, you know, was walking and um, doing a, a hike. And as I was going through, you know, you can just see how nature just automatically knows how to you know, you have like the little, you wouldn't even think that little tiny um, plants could grow, you know, being under the canopy of these huge trees, and yet they can, and they do. And so uh, they're all supporting one another. And, um, and so that's what you pretty much create in permaculture is uh, it's everything is working together. And, um, and it's, it's a system and it's a system that works and it's easier um, as far as maintaining it goes, um, it, because everything's working together, um, the biggest thing um, that I have been learning is, uh, you know, everything revolves around good soil. And so you have good soil, you have less pest problems, um, you have more, you know, stronger, healthier plants, um, stronger, healthier food uh, to eat. Um, and that is like the key for any gardener out there is getting your soil right. And so here I'm still, of course, again, I'm a year, year and a half in um, on our property and I'm still working the soil and adding good organic matter to that soil so that over time it just continues to become richer and richer in microbes, uh, which is what you want. Um, it's no different than of course our gut and the microbiome there too. Right. So just to be just, just to clear this up a little bit. So guys, permaculture basically means no tilling. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, why wouldn't you want to do that? Because where I grew up, you know, everything was tilled. I mean, our whole valleys, farming community, everybody's tilling. But permaculture is basically how nature operates. There are no, nature's not tilling, except for, you know, some gophers out there, right? That's just not happening. So what's the big deal with tilling? Well, what I learned was is that when you till the soil, you're actually wiping out and killing the soil microbiome, the soil bacteria, these soil-based organisms. They're all connected. They're down there in the soil and they're doing stuff. And when you have a plant that's in that soil that's undisturbed, then what happens is, is those bacteria actually help to transport the nutrients through the root system into the plant. They're part, basically they're part of the roots, if you want to look at it that way. It's like a symbiotic relationship. It's kind of like ants and aphids, right? Mm -hmm. You have the roots and the soil, and you have the, the bacteria in the soil. It's all, it's all uh, a system, right? So when you till the soil, you're actually wiping out your soil's ability to transport nutrients into the roots as effectively as nature intended. That's why permaculture. Now, so the cool thing is, is once you get this figured out, you don't have to till anymore. It's, that's backbreaking work. Like, you know, yeah. it's tilling soil and do that. You know, I mean, if you have a machine and stuff and even if you have a, a rototiller, you know, you still got to hold onto that sucker and do it. It's, it's, it's heavy work, especially if you have terrible soil. It's got lots of clay in it or something like that. It hasn't been conditioned yet. So anyway, so permaculture, 
is the past and it is the future of food and farming. And I'm just really glad that you've adopted that into your, um, into your garden and you're promoting that because I think it's uh, something that people need to be talking about because it's, it's truly how we can get the most medicinal value and benefit out of our food is by growing it um, in undisturbed soil. That's right. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, do you have any uh, parting words for the listeners um, from the, the mouth of the naked gardener? <laughs> you know, really just, uh, I wanted to make sure that, you know, if anyone is even thinking about getting into gardening and you just haven't done it because you are overwhelmed by the thought of where do I even begin? You know, it seems like so much work. I don't know what to do. There's so many methods out there. Um, try not to get too caught up in all the knowledge that's available out there, but rather just start, start somewhere, even if it's something small, just start with something small. And um, you'd be amazed at just how much, you know, you really, really can tap into that and, um, and get those juices kind of flowing in you uh, about the whole process. And then eventually, you will just intuitively begin to learn more and more and more by working with the plants. And, um, I think, um, that can be a challenge for, I think most people getting is just, where do I begin? And it can mm -hmm. be overwhelming. Yeah. Because then we start in our mind, we start going down these rabbit holes, creating all this, Oh, I could have to do all this and all that. And mm -hmm. you never get started because you've talked yourself out of it. Let's go down to the store, grab some organic seeds, some heirloom seeds that have been tainted and then plant them and see what happens. And then that's what I did when I started sprouting, I buy some seeds. And then the next time I buy more seeds, I buy a new seed and I try sprouting that. And then the next time I buy a new seed and I sprout that. Well, after a few years go by, I'm sprouting everything. Like I got all kinds. Of, I'm like, and I'm learning. I'm like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know? And then I sprout it and then I have a fail and it didn't work. And then I found out like fenugreek, I sprouted it and it was all like, tacky and all stuck together and stuff like that this gel stuff and i thought it had went bad no that's what's supposed to do fenugreek actually creates a mucolaginous gel it's very healing to the gastrointestinal tract but i had to learn that you know but it's just part of the thing i got the seeds heard about it started sprouting it and then now it's it's been a part of my life for 11 years i love fenugreek awesome 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 all right guys so um where, where do people find you or where, where should they look for you at uh, my website is thenakedgardener.us, mm -hmm. um, and then also on YouTube, my channel is The Naked Gardener. All right. Well, you heard it from The Naked Gardener. You find her at thenakedgardener.us, or check out her videos on YouTube. She releases them every two weeks, uh, The Naked Gardener on YouTube. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on here. I really appreciate your time. Um, it's inspiring and motivating to me. I'm, I'm excited because I'm moving back home to the farm now, and once I get the infrastructure built in the house, we're building this chemical-free home and a shop and all this stuff. Um, it's probably not going to happen this year, but next year I've already got this. I have a huge space planned out um, to, to grow a garden. And I think it's probably about, I would say that spot is probably going to be about 30 by 80. It's a pretty good 30, 30 foot by 80 foot. It's going to be a pretty good size spot. And then I'm going to plant fruit trees and I got all kinds of ideas. Now I'm all excited to get the, it just going to turn into a freaking food farm like you did. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's exciting. Like, like Jim Gale. Like we had you, it, it, um, you met, did you meet Jim before that, uh, 
talk on the union of the unwanted? No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he might be, he would be a good interview for you on your YouTube channel. Yeah, he would definitely. Yeah, he's pretty good. I had him on, he was episode 85 on my show. Jim Gale, turn your lawn into a sustainable food forest. I love Which it. is really cool. There's so much real estate being used up for poisoning with glyphosate and Roundup. And that we could mm -hmm. just in our yards that are unusable. Nobody's even using it. Why not grow food? You exactly. Know? Yeah, and my sister's doing it now. And she has a very small backyard. And she's just turning her entire backyard into a garden, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen that? Do you remember that one place in California where it was like one acre? And it was a family. And they were they produce so much food, not only to live on, but they actually made a living selling the food off of this one acre garden. So they had it. Think about that one acre. They grew enough to live on, to eat and to sell for, 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 for cash. Unbelievable. Awesome. Oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank you health heroes around the world for tapping in, tuning in and turning, turning yourself on to our show. Really appreciate your guys uh, liking, sharing, and subscribing this uh, podcast. It's continued to grow organically. Really appreciate you. And again, um, we like to find really cool uh, people like the Naked Gardener to come here and to drop some uh, their stories so we can educate ourselves. I know I learn something every time I have a guest on. I hope you guys are learning out there too. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>